Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of the Trent Sport Pod. As we approach the end of term, we're still working hard across the board online and now it's really good to have some pupils back on site as well. Uh, today's guest is old Trident, Chris Proctor. Chris is a superstar hockey player currently playing for Beeston in the Premier League. He's also been an international sports star um, and he uh, was very strong hockey exponent when he was at Trent College uh, and he was here for the whole duration of his time at school from year seven through to sixth form. Um, he's got some really interesting messages about his uh, his journey at Trent College and I hope you enjoy. Hi Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, good thanks Richard, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. So you're a busy man at the moment? Yeah, work's keeping me busy. So what is it you do? Uh, I'm a charter surveyor, uh, so okay. I work on commercial property, selling and letting, uh, mainly big industrial units. Oh, wow. Not not the most uh, glamorous, but uh, they so do you, they do sell. How are you keeping fit in uh, in lockdown? Um, without the gym, it's a lot of running uh, and a lot of kind of hit sessions rather than big weights or anything like that. I, don't, I just don't have access to it, so. Yeah, it's been it's been quite challenging, but um, no, yeah, much more running than I'm used to. Okay, uh, well, thanks for coming on the pod today, Chris. Um, now, the the purpose of you coming on is to share with our audience, the Trent College pupils, parents, and staff, uh, your journey through Trent College, uh, and then what you learned from it, your experiences, and then what you're doing now, and and how that's sort of. Uh, how Trent led you to where you are now. So I like to start by people sort of sharing with me and the audience are your journey. So where, how did you end up at Trent and then where have you moved since Trent? So my older brother went to Trent initially and I followed uh, when I got to year seven into, into Trent College. Um, I kind of knew the setup a little bit from hockey already Um Craig Keegan was the coach at the time at Trent College um, and he was coaching elsewhere as well and um, I'd already touched base with him and that kind of led me to, to go into Trent College. So, so you, uh, you were there the whole way through then? 7 to 18? Oh no, 11 to 18? Yeah. Yeah, 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 the whole way through. Good work. Uh, yeah. And where did you go to from, from Trent then? So initially I had a year out, so I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I had a few ideas, but um, I, I decided to start working and I, I actually was coaching hockey back at Trent College as soon as I left. Okay. Um, so I was coaching there and for, for another company called MT13 um, and um, made a bit of money, uh, went traveling um, found myself as you say yeah good <laughs> and then uh, and then ended up going to Nottingham Trent University to study real estate um I was still playing international hockey during all of this so that was keeping me pretty busy as well um and Nottingham Trent had a pretty good setup it meant I could stay at Beeston Hockey Club and uh keep that going as well as moving forward with my academics yeah, so it all fitted in. So what about um, uh, influences then you've had? So what about good role models you've had since, not just through Trent, but obviously since you've left Trent, who's had an impact on your your hockey journey? 
Yeah, so at Trent College, definitely um, Craig Keegan initially. Um, I mean, we all know he's a very good coach. He was on the women's team when they won gold in Rio. So yeah. um, I've got uh, him on the pod in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I thought you might. <laughs> um, so yeah, initial initial stages was Keegs, and then um, following that, uh, Woody uh, or Mr. Wood. And, uh, and Mark Wadsley, who, who used to work at Trent College. Um, both of those guys throughout my time at Trent College were, were massive, really. Like, the connection between them and Beeston just meant that they were looking after both my interests really mm. well. Um, and, you know, Woody's got an endless knowledge of hockey um, and just loves the game. So it was, it was great to, to, to have around and, and still is my coach now at yeah. Beeston. Um, so yeah, I can't get rid of him actually, him and Waddo. Um, but following that, um, a chap called Matt Taylor, who, who heads up MT13 and used to be Beeston's head coach. Um, we won the title as uh, with Tails as the coach. And that was when I was first kind of, progressing into the first team and right. uh he gave me a, a shot basically um as quite a young player to to play with a seriously good team at the time and w- without that I don't I honestly don't think I would have got to the level I did mm. um so yeah those guys were were big for me really and could you um, could you pinpoint a couple of characteristics that they have they're they're all very different people um but I suppose all of them, they were, it's, a, it's a hard one because they were, yeah, they're all very different and uh, good in their own ways, but um, they're all very motivating and they backed, they backed me as a player so and they gave, confidence. gave me a lot of confidence uh, on the pitch. They weren't, you know, afraid to throw me in at the deep end, which I liked um, and, you know, by giving me that confidence, I probably stepped up more than I potentially would have done under different coaches. So, yeah, got a lot to thank to those guys, to be honest. Yeah. And what about, so talk me through your journey at Trent then. So you started in year seven, um, playing on the on the Caterns, that seven aside at that age. And then obviously you progressed all the way through to the first team. How, what were your memories of that time? Yeah, started seven aside minis, as it was called back then. Um and literally through the all, all the age groups, we, we had a really strong team, um, especially playing up a year group uh, that 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 age just above me. Our years combined, we we had a lot of national runs. Um, we came second in the country twice at 14s right. and 16s, both times losing on penalties. Ah, uh, <laughs> so first time around, we lost to Kingston Grammar. Okay. Um, and then second the second time around, it was Cranley, Cranley College. Ah, yeah. Um, so and then and then even at 18s, we we came. I think it was third, or, or we might have lost the third fourth playoff. So we we were always competing to be best team in the country um, at each age group that we could. Um, and it was kind of just a, a bunch of a bunch of mates, which is still mates, who all played at Beeston, and. You know, we just we just had a serious bit of chemistry on the pitch, and never seemed to lose at home. Like the Caterns was called our fortress because, yeah, I mean, in my age group, we never lost on that pitch from year seven to when I left. Okay, that is so, good going. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's a lot of hockey. Yeah, a serious amount of hockey. <laughs> and, and what was it? What what bound you all together? The different personalities? Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I can't say for what it's like now, but sport was the main thing when we were at school. Like, if you played sport, you you automatically had a lot of friends because everyone wanted to play for the, the A's uh, across all sports, rugby, cricket, hockey at the time for us and, and did you play all sports i did i had to stop rugby after year 10 um england basically said you, you can't play that anymore <laughs> but uh i carried on playing cricket um played played first team cricket on and off i wasn't oh, i wasn't amazing but i could i could kind of fill a spot um so yeah it, it was just all, all all my friends seemed to be very sporty and it, that just brought us together and it was kind of a lot of our conversations were were always about sport. Yeah. So it was good to share. And the, the um, talk, talk me through your international journey then, Chris. So I think it would have been, yeah, year 11. So when I was 15, um, I got a trial. And I remember, I still remember this. I got an email when I was sat in the... Um, what's it called the the communal areas that you've got so the common room room. yeah I was I was sat in the common room with some mates I knew I was waiting for this email it was either good or bad it was either you're playing for England or you're not um and I I was just really quiet and then it came in I was just like oh yeah (laughs) got selected um awesome uh and yeah all my mates were just there so I I still remember that moment that was really nice Um, you were obviously allowed to have your phone on you at that point were you (laughs) yeah I wasn't in lessons don't worry (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah uh, it was Miss Yates head of year at the time and I think she would have uh I think she had my phone about twice a week on average to be honest um Uh, but yeah, so I started playing for England when I was 15 and uh, played in uh, quite a few international competitions at the under 16 level and then um, progressed to the under 18 straight away. Um, we kind of had this really, really good team in about 2011 um, where we just, we, just, we just beat all the countries in Europe, basically. Uh, we won wow. two tournaments. Um, and that was a really, really good time. Um, just kind of hardly in school, <laughs> playing playing sport mainly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was the challenge. Balancing, balance. Sure, wasn't failing. But um, no, it was. It how was, how it was did really, you do that? Uh, to be fair, how did you get that balance right. The school were really supportive, and I don't just say this off the cuff, but they were. Um, they were. They were great. They knew that I, I loved playing hockey and, and had a lot of it on. And I got extra support. I even got a, a diary, which I probably shouldn't be saying this in case other students should, um, should try and request this. But I had no Saturday school in my sixth form years. Uh, they managed to make my diary, so I had no Saturdays, which meant I could play um, National League hockey at the weekend. Right. So um, I don't know how they did it, but they, they managed. Um, so I, I was uh, I had a lot of support in that in that sense. And Woody and Wado as coaches at Trent College were kind of piecing my diary together with my international program to make sure I wasn't really getting behind and also managing how much running I was doing to make sure 
didn't burn out. Mm. So, yeah, it was really important, actually, when you look back on it. Um, so you had a good team around you? Yeah, massively. Because, you know, I came came out of school with good grades and, you know, a university place. So um, it, it could have been a lot different if I hadn't managed to balance it all, to be honest. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, we obviously have quite, a, quite a, you know, a range of good athletes and challenging, challenging them to get the balance right is always tricky between their academic studies and the other co-curricular offerings. Um, so it seems as though you need, a good, you need good people around you and ask questions. Yeah. Ask for the support. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what, what did you most enjoy about Trentsport then? You've touched most, on the teamwork. Most enjoyed um it's such a, a cliche but i think everyone would still say it uh, from the kind of age groups that i was at but it was it was that trent dog that we right. call it um there was something about trent as as a team where even if we were losing no one ever seemed to give up like ever and no, and no matter what sport we were playing um and we a lot of the time we kind of probably did better than we were anticipated to do because of that attitude that we had um, resilience and that was across yeah it was across all sports i mean the rugby guys were were massive about it, it was it was in their ethos and um you know they they had some seriously good runs in daily mail competitions and stuff like that and it was the same for us we just we just cared a lot about it um yeah and it was shown that's uh, key isn't it caring yeah. The um so so what um what are you currently doing, Chris? So you playing so, in Beeston? Yep. So I play Premier League hockey on the weekends. Uh, I train roughly about two or three times a week with that. And then full time full time job now. So Yeah. Uh, and, and where did you get to with your your England journey? So I finished playing for England in 2016 I played in the Junior World Cup in India um, in December and that was me at 21 years of age Um, I had potentially an opportunity to progress to the seniors Um, there there was a few kind of trials and bits and bobs um, which which I attempted and um, you know it wasn't probably quite the right time and it was almost like the ship ship sailed um, right. like the t- the stars didn't quite align and uh, I went on to to get a, a career job and um, that that kind of threw the chances of a way of really trying to trying to break into that England senior squad right. um, I would have had to you know almost stay in some kind of part-time job to allow myself to to continually drive down to to Bisham, which is um, down by Reading, which is where the National Sports Centre was, um, to, to, to train and just try and prove myself. And at the time, I was, you know, 20, 22 years of age and I was fresh out of uni, didn't have much money about me. Yeah, um, so it just didn't quite work. And I was like, well, I either wait for this dream or, you know, crack on and uh, get a job, basically. Um, you're still playing the highest level of hockey we've got yeah yeah so you're doing all right yeah yeah it's just um I I mean I I still don't think it's completely sailed away the dream that I've got um you know 20 25 years of age now um 
you know, next Olympics would be 2029. 20, so it's just easy, plenty of time. <laughs> it's just a case of staying fit and obviously trying to perform to the best I can in, in the Premier League um, to try and get recognised, really. Uh, well, good luck. Good luck. You've got all our support at Trent College for sure. Um, so um, a question I like to ask all the people that come on the pod, uh, what, what advice would you give in terms of leadership? Because what, what, did you captain the first team and the year group teams when you were coming through school? Yeah, yeah. Captain and all the way so through. What advice would you give to a Trent College pupil who's coming to the school um, or listening to this in terms of leadership? What does it look like in your world? I think if you're coming to Trent, the one thing I would recommend is just trying all the options, all the sports, all the extra curricular activities and find your, find what you enjoy basically, because, uh, you know, for me, I'm still best friends with the people that I played hockey with, the people I played cricket with um, and, and, you know, uh, athletics as well, all all those guys, uh, you know, throughout the school, we just became closer and closer and, playing a team sport especially you know winning losing together you do create a, a closer bond with people um so for someone coming into the school just just try everything you know it might not be sport that is your thing it might be music it might be drama but if you don't try it you'll just you just don't you don't know um and looking back i think especially me and my mates we can safely say we we, we tried pretty much everything um I mean, one of my mates even tried to get in the choir in his final year of school, even Good. though he didn't. He, even though he didn't play a musical instrument, he wanted to play the triangle. Um, <laughs> did, did he get in? He didn't get accepted. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, didn't make At least he chart. tried though. He did try. He did try. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that that would be my advice. Just just go for it, and you you will find something that you enjoy, and you know you'll find other people who enjoy the same thing, um, and chances are they will become some of your good mates at school. Some really good advice, Chris. Um, so, final question before we move into the end of the pod: what What was your favourite Trent Sport moment? Do you think? Favourite moment? It's hard because a lot of the times we got to finals, we lost on penalties, so I can't really say those. <laughs> um, Semi-final though, wins, are always pretty Yeah, cool. um, it would have been. There was a game that we played against Repton, who are big rivals in hockey in, in the Derbyshire league. Um, we were playing for the Derbyshire championship and we just tore them to pieces. It was five nil at half time. I remember sitting at half time and you had Mr. Wood and Mr. Wadsley there and they, they didn't even have a team talk. They were just like, you know, you've won the game already. And we were just, you know, having a great time, um, you know, almost, almost playing playing passes around them like they weren't there and it was just it was just great because it was Repton um and there was this rivalry uh and there was rivalry between the coaches as well because they were both based at Beeston so you could see you could see the Repton coach getting more and more angry uh as the goals went in and um yeah I, I remember that game really fondly um, just one of those things where the stars align literally I think we scored two two absolute bangers like top corner um, and it was just everything was going in it was just yeah it was a good game <laughs> good. Um, well Chris thanks for coming on the pod I really appreciate it uh, so a couple of things to finish um, what's uh, to you what's a good sporting culture 
So when you were obviously involved at Trent or the culture you've got at Beeston or the England teams you played in, what sort of three words would you pick out as being part of a successful culture? Um, three words. So the teams that were always successful, for me, the word, uh, trying to put it into three words. Um, rather than three words, I would say just everyone has the same common goal. Um, And literally every team that I've been successful with, everyone just buys into either the style of play that we're doing or, you know, the ethos that we're going with, whatever it is. Um, If everyone buys in, you always find those are the teams that you do well in. If you've got kind of splinters in team sports, it just doesn't work. You need Mm. to buy into that one goal. Um, So, yeah, sorry I can't do it in three words. but uh. No, don't worry. That's good. There's um, there's a great quote that's on the wall at Burnley Football Club in their sort of modern training facilities, which is the only person who isn't rowing has time to rock the boat. And that's basically what you've said there, isn't it? To some yeah, that's, that's spot on. Yeah. Alignment. Agree um, with that. Uh, and what about dinner party guests? So three dinner party guests, <laughs> sporting, dead or alive, that would yeah. entertain you for a night. Yeah, yeah. Um, David Beckham, because yeah. growing up, that was, that, was, that was my idol. I wanted to be a footballer, but had to had to settle for hockey. Um, Roger Federer, because he's just... You know, I can't describe how how good that man is, um, and he's he's just he's just proven himself for years and years. Um, so yeah, Roger Federer, and then oh, final person. Ooh. Oh Jesus, there's too many to choose from. <laughs> uh, I go. Uh, Muhammad Ali uh, I've read quite a few things about him um, and like how he how he got to where he was um, I reckon he'd be a pretty interesting guy to to ask a few questions to um, about his career yeah we get uh, Ali's a regular at the dinner table yeah yeah podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, right Chris just to finish uh, some one worders so I'll say one word to you and then if you flash back the first thing that comes into your head right okay <laughs> Uh, family together Beeston home Gleeson <laughs> friend hockey uh, oh, main sport I, I've got nothing on that one sorry <laughs> uh, wood wood funny and finally Trent College uh, home again <laughs> I'm so bad at this <laughs> um, Chris thank you so much for coming on the pod I appreciate you're a busy bloke so um, good luck with your return to hockey as and when it comes do you know when that's likely to be yeah we're trying to get things prepped for August to get back to pre-season uh, in some capacity and okay. looks looks at the moment like the season's going ahead in September great well fingers crossed you're back on the hockey pitch sooner rather than later and hopefully we'll see you back at Trent College at some point soon as well yeah of course thanks Richard no problem take care cheers bye Bye. (laughs) 
Thank you very much to Chris for coming on the pod today. Uh, he's a busy young man, um, playing obviously superstar level hockey. Plus, he's obviously uh, ingrained in a uh, thriving business as well. It's been hard to track him down, but it was good to get him on the pod. What did he talk about? So uh, he talked about the uh, experience of playing with his mates at Trent College and they're still his best friends now. Um, making sure that there's balance and support, uh, the development of resilience uh, and a positive attitude across all sports. He cared a lot. He feels as though his teachers cared a lot. Um, and the advice he had was go for it, um, try everything, find your passion, work hard as a team, and hopefully you'll benefit from the experiences of incorporating teamwork, incorporating leadership, and enjoying uh, the challenge that lies ahead. Um, thank you very much to Chris for coming on the pod. Uh, I hope you enjoyed his insights into Trent College. Um, I forgot to ask him about the Trent, the Trent College talent show in 2012. Perhaps he could tweet me with uh, a rundown of his outstanding um, piece, which uh, has got rave reviews across the staff. Um, as I say, thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed listening and fingers crossed we'll be podding again very shortly. Bye for now.